This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And we are here today to preview week seven, Packers traveling to FedEx Field to take on the Washington Commanders with a 3-3 three and three record. Perry, talked about it a little bit pre-show. How are you feeling going into this matchup on Sunday, um, knowing where the Packers are at in the season, knowing where the commanders are at in their season? Also, honestly, kind of can't believe we're already going into week seven of the I know. NFL when you season. Said, when you said week seven, I was like, say what? <laughs> um, hasn't been the most fun start to the Packers season. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how I feel about this game. Commanders, obviously on paper, are as far uh, inferior team so you know the Packers should win but they are going to be on the road and they've struggled to win at FedEx Field in the past um it's Taylor Heineke not Carson Wentz which we also discussed pre-show and I just feel like Taylor Heineke is going to give them fits but how are you feeling about this game yeah I mean we said it right like you know who Carson Wentz is you know what he is and yes, he was, I mean, he looked kind of decent, honestly, to start the season. I think he was performing better than a lot of us anticipated that he would. But that said, Taylor Heineke poses a different challenge at this point because we saw Heineke last season at Lambeau Field, also in week seven, coincidentally. And uh, he's mobile, right? Like mm-hmm. he had 95 yards on the ground. He led both teams in rushing last year. So he poses a different threat than somebody like Carson Wentzwood, who's just going to sit in the pocket. I think he's not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, the Packers have surprisingly been more effective against running quarterbacks this season than last year. So I'm hoping if they can even cut that rushing amount in half, then that's great. I'm actually more, I think when you look at this team, their strengths are obviously their defensive front. I think they're third best in the league at this point. So with the Packers offensive line struggles, like that's where I and probably everyone are looking. But 
this commander's offense also has weapons. If Taylor Heineke can effectively get the ball to his playmakers, the Packers have to deal with Terry McLaurin. They have to deal with Deami Brown, who hasn't been able to do much, but certainly has the tools to. They now have like one of a top first round pick in Jahan Dotson. If he plays, it looks like he tweaked a hamstring, but if he plays, they have Curtis Samuel. They have um, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson came back. So it's not like this commander's offense is without its playmakers. I think it's just that their quarterback so far this season hasn't played well. So then you take out Carson Wentz and you put in Taylor Heineke, who I'm sure they'll simplify the offense a little bit for him, but I think he can probably more effectively get the ball to all these guys. And that also is just something to watch for. Yeah, I think th- like this this Washington team has been kind of weird because they started the first two weeks putting up 28 and 27 points and we were like, okay, like this, you know, this offense is firing. Carson Wentz was playing really well. And then they lost three straight by putting up 8, 10 and 17. And then we saw them obviously just the the barn burner of a game we had last Thursday night, uh Washington at Chicago, 12 to 7 final. So it feels like this offense, you know, started really hot and now they're they're sputtering and Heineke could kind of be like that weird rejuvenation for this team where all it takes sometimes is like a tweak in your rotation to to make something happen and like we said a little bit ago, I mean Heineke's a different brand of quarterback than Carson Wentz is. So I think just, you know, in that element and the Packers, obviously they have a, a head start at this point in game planning for Heineke. They've known it's going to be him basically all week. So it's different than expecting Brian Hoyer and then getting Bailey Zappi thrown in there at you. But it is, I mean, we've seen how they do against backup quarterbacks so far this season. So definitely something to watch for is one of the key factors, I think. Yeah. And um, I said it in the Jets show, and I'm going to repeat it for those who didn't listen to our recap show. Like, this is a must win for the Packers. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, you cannot, I'm not saying that their season is going to be over if they lose to the Commanders, but I think we're looking at this team very, very differently if they're leaving this week, um, three and four. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I agree. And I think part of it, too, is just this is a defense that is very stout. Their front seven is one of the best in the NFL, um, especially that pass rush. They're, they will get after Rodgers. And I think this team really needs a kind of get right game. Mm-hmm. And they haven't, you know, may, and the Jets and Giants could just be better football teams than we were expecting. Like, that's possible. Give credit where credit is due. Both of those teams right now are playing like playoff teams. So it's possible the Packers just got punched in the mouth, which is something that we've talked about this season and haven't been able to respond. But I don't necessarily see this Washington team being a team that's going to punch them in the mouth. I think they'll put up some points. You know, I think it'll be, you know, a a contested game at at certain moments. But this has to be a game that the Packers come out and take command of, which is really funny. I didn't mean to do that, but (laughs) yeah, they have to take command of this situation and Rodgers has to stay upright and they have to be able to run their offense effectively. And if they can't do that, that is going to be a disaster on Sunday. 
Yeah. I think that we'll see a different team come out. I mean, Matt LaFleur has talked about how the guys have had just a totally different energy this week and like a sense of urgency in the building. Um, they obviously know they need to make some adjustments. So we'll potentially see some kind of rotation on the offensive line. If not one guy moving to, um, we can hope that maybe they're moving out and back inside and there will be a new, uh, right guard in the mix because, um, there have been trouble. There has been trouble on the interior, but I think we're going to at least hopefully see the adjustments that we've been asking for on the offensive side of the ball and hopefully a continuation of some of the adjustments that Joe Barry made last weekend on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I put, I put this stat on Twitter earlier just because I was kind of surprised by it. Through six games so far this season, Aaron Rodgers has taken 15 sacks. Wow. And in 2021, he took 30 for the entire season. In 2020, he took 20 for the entire year. So we're six games in, and he's already halfway to his mark from last year and almost to the mark he took two years ago. So I'm not saying the offensive line is like the entirety of the problems for this offense because that's not that's not the case, but – when you look at, you know, the pressure that Rodgers has been under and the number of hits he took against the Jets, like, how can you have a successful offense? How can you sustain drives? How can you even get your run game going if your offensive line doesn't hold up? So I, I really am curious to see what the offensive line looks like this week, um, what the moves they make are. Um, but I think silver lining for the offense at this point is that David Bakhtiari is starting to settle in and look like David Bakhtiari, which is awesome. If, if Packers fans don't listen to the Larry McCarron um, chalk talks and rock reports where he breaks down players. He mentioned that Carl Lawson went from being the Jets highest greatest defender going into the Packers game to grading out the lowest for their defense because he went up against David Bakhtiari all game. So really impressive stuff from him. We love a positive. <laughs> we, try. We, love, we try. We love a positive out of a loss. Um, no, it is great because that also allows the Packers to kind of do whatever they think they need to do along the line when it comes right. to their depth, because you don't have Yash, who's going to be like pigeonholed right into being the backup left tackle, depending on the rotation that they've been doing with him and David Bakhtiari. So we'll see what they do. We haven't heard anything, I think, out of practice about the way that they're lining up. Maybe that's a little bit of a competitive advantage, or maybe they just don't know yet. Um, But I'm hoping for some help because, like you said, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers isn't upright, this offense isn't going anywhere. It's like – one oh football 101 quarterback must be upright yeah i mean you can argue about you know the offense's use of motion all you want quarterback coach but if the the quarterback isn't upright to hand the ball off to the motion it really doesn't make a difference so no but other thoughts you have on the offense i mean they've got some good pieces in the secondary they like to send their safety blitz uh cameron curl already has one sack this season but I think to me, that's like the thing for this Packers front is just taking care of of keeping Rodgers protected because yeah. I think they have five different guys in their front that have three or more sacks. And we know that they're littered with first round picks, you know, from yeah. the previous like five draft classes. So just if they can kind of negate some of that and minimize the impact of those front players. I think Rodgers will find some opportunities to pick apart the secondary a little bit. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 